And in this corner, weighing in at a set of blueberries, the standard low-fat Republican, grand old Republican, who refuses to fight the Democrats the way they fight us, Governor Goofball. And in this corner, weighing in at a set of Vidalia onions, the teller of truth, the slayer of Democrats. Folks, people want a champion. A man and his microphone. The really real deal with Brother Craig, the hatchet man. If I walk in the pathway of duty, if I were to the close of the day, <laughs> welcome to the program. America, don't turn it off, don't you? Let's let it play, let it play. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man. Welcome to the program. This is the really real deal, and I'm feeling pretty good today, folks. And uh, yeah, I just love that song. We just might have a little church up in here today. So uh, hey, you know we're always talking to and about the Christian conservative constitutional capitalistic coalition so the rest of you members of our coalition out there you guys don't 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 bail on us now <laughs> welcome to the program I tell you I just I just love that song there folks and uh and you notice it, it starts out that song about duty and uh, and so that's what we're going to talk about uh, a lot today on today's program a lot going on in the news and uh, so I, I'll just uh, look I'm going to share with you the words from uh First Peter, wherefore, gird up the loins of your mind and be sober. Okay, and that look, it's it's it's, it's it just might be a rough ride today, folks. That uh, well, I don't know, I don't know. You know, my audience. Well, maybe for some of the new folks out there, it might be a rough ride. But my audience uh, has come to uh, expect from the Hatchet Man that uh, we give you the unadulterated truth and. Um, you know, we try to break it down and we try to make it plain, uh, so plain, in fact, that even a fool would not be able to make a mistake. And uh, but look, the first thing I want to do is I want to thank uh, my friends. Uh, my good friend Earl Mason has been a friend of mine. I don't know how many years uh, Earl and I have been uh, friends, but Earl is a deacon. Uh, over at First Union Baptist Church and uh, invited me to come out this morning to their uh, men's day breakfast. And uh, and I just had a grand old time and, uh, you know, met uh, a few uh, a few friends that I knew and made some new friends that I had not known. And uh, we had a ball sitting there chit chatting about football and uh, whose high school used to beat whose and <laughs> whose college used to beat whose. And uh, man, when it comes to high school, you know, I, I would claim that my Charles City Panthers were were the victors and uh another friend would claim oh no but you didn't play us uh you did you 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 too young to have played when i played in in uh in middlesex and uh so that was inconclusive but i do have to give props to the gentleman from virginia union uh when it comes to football uh you know the uh the virginia state trojans where i started out in in college many 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 years ago and uh uh, ended up transferring and, and finishing up uh, at, a, at VCU. But 
you know, we have to give them their props. I don't know how many uh, national championships uh, the Virginia Union Panthers have, but uh, there was some uh, some Union pride was on display this morning, and uh, just had a grand time uh, at their that uh, at their men's uh, prayer breakfast, and uh, and you know, and the speaker uh, he he spoke on a uh, a subject that uh, you know he he talked about answering the call, and he asked a question. And I'm going to put that question to my audience today. What a man, a man who has been called by God, what does that man look like? A called man. What does he look like? You know, we're, we're really, we're supposed to be able to look in the mirror and see a man who's been called. We're supposed to be able to do that. And I know for myself, there have been times in my life when I did not like the man that I saw looking back at me in the mirror because I knew, I knew I was not living right. I knew that there were mistakes I had made. And I was too, at that point in my life, I was too immature and too prideful and really, and, and lacking, even though I had been taught as a child, you know that old saying, teach a child the right way, and when he grow old, he will not depart from it. I don't think it said he'll never depart from it. Certainly, I departed, but as I age, I'm no longer departing. But in that in-between time, yeah, you know, I didn't like the man I saw in the mirror. But the challenges that this nation faces the challenges that our individual communities are facing, the challenges that our individual churches are facing, the challenges that our individual families are facing. These challenges, they can only be met when we put pride away and we understand that these are the types of things that divine wisdom, divine providence, the hand of God has been able to deal with throughout eternity. And that's the proper place to lay it. And we had a case last week where uh, Attorney General Jeff Sessions quoted quoted a Bible verse. <laughs> and and folks just went ape crazy. They went ape crazy. They say, Oh, he can't he can't cite Romans and, and how you should you should follow the law that God put leaders in 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 place so that there would be order. And, oh, no, he can't do that because back during slavery, that's what they did. Well, folks, there's nothing in the universe that someone has not misused. Okay, it's the same argument they make why you can't have guns, why guns kill people, why guns save people also. You know, automobiles kill people. You can't ban automobiles. Over in England now, they ban guns, and uh, this, this this migrant um crowd that they have allowed to come in and I'm going to use a word is not going to be by accident. This word is going to be on purpose infest infest. Okay. Because president Trump used that word and the, 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 the media tried to take him to the woodshed, but see, I'm going to defend Christian faith. I'm going to defend conservative principles. I'm going to defend constitutional limits. I'm going to defend capitalistic opportunity. I'm going to defend confrontation with evil choice in all things and consistency and application of law. And if they sound familiar to you, those are my seven C's of a successful society that you can find on our website, 
thereallyrealdeal.com. I'm, I'm going to defend them because someone has to defend them. You talk about duty when you walk the, the, the entire way down the road. You can't walk one mile. You got to walk all the miles. You can't walk a little bit down the road. Once you start down this path and you proclaim yourself a Christian, you proclaim yourself, oh, I am a conservative. You proclaim, oh, I believe in the Constitution. You proclaim, well, I, I believe in capitalism. You proclaim all these things, but then when there's some pushback from the people that are against these things, some of us, we fold like a cheap suit. Well, I'm not going to fold. I'm going to defend these things. I'm going to defend President Trump. I'm going to defend Jeff Sessions. Yeah, that's right. The same Jeff Sessions that I've been saying for months that Donald Trump needs to fire. But you see, folks, even a broke clock is right twice a day. And for all of Sessions' boy scoutishness and inability to recognize the type of enemy he is facing. It's, a, it's somewhat of a generational thing. He's of an older generation. I'm, I'm a Gen X guy. You know, my generation, we're tough because, I mean, we had to be. When, when, when I was brought up, I mean, if I didn't learn how to fight as a kid, I would have been in trouble, okay? Little half-white kid in rough-and-tumble Newport News. <laughs> oh, man, with slick straight hair, too. Man, if I didn't learn how to fight, it would have been over, Okay. <laughs> As a matter of fact, one of the best days of my life is when I finally realized that I had to fight and I got up and I fought and I whooped the guy. He was about twice my size (laughs) after those jokers had been pushing me around and pushing me around and pushing me around. You know, maybe I didn't know it, but I was that was the beginning to be a a new Republican even way back then when I was 10 years old. (laughs) But this is what we have to do, folks. We stop letting these people push you around. Okay. Don't let them push you around, Jeff Sessions. Well, I don't have to tell uh, President Trump not to let them push him around because Trump does not allow anyone to push him around. That's really the only reason that Trump got elected. People saw in him a man toting a set of onions, okay? And comparatively, I'm not saying all 17 of the other Republican combatants were, were blueberry toters, but I'll tell you this. Uh, from my perspective, maybe, I don't know, 13, 14, maybe 15 of the other 17, they, they were blueberry toters. You know, I would say Cruz was toting a set of onions, but I don't think they were Vidalias. They might have been, well, I won't say baby pearls, but the, the decision the nation made, okay, irrespective of my personal decision, the decision the nation made was that comparatively, Donald Trump was the onion toter. And so that's why he got it, you know? So, but anyway, I'm a little bit long in my opening and, um, we, um, and, and, and when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about, um, the late great Charles Krauthammer who, who passed. And, uh, then at the bottom of the hour, we're going to have a guest who has, uh, written a book that, uh, For you who understand economics, this will make perfect sense to you. But for many people who do not understand economics, it's going to sound counterintuitive when you say that robots will not eliminate jobs, but will replace jobs. Okay, so you got to stick around for that. And then in our second hour, my good friend, 
uh, and Bishop uh, Apostle Leon Benjamin uh, is going to join us to share. Now, he's one who's been uh, going up against the uh, the neoliberal uh, left-wingers who seek to attack Christians over the issues happening down at our southern border. And uh, this is a Christian who is not backing down. I'm so very proud of him. And so in our second hour, we're going to have a, a word from uh, Bishop Leon Benjamin. We're going to take our first break. A man and his microphone. Brother Craig. Hello, Virginia. Brother Craig here with a little message about giving out of the abundance that God has blessed you with. If this great nation is going to be saved, then we in the Christian Conservative Constitutional Coalition have to be in the vanguard. There are so many brave and God-fearing groups and individuals engaged in the battle of this rendezvous with destiny. There are social welfare groups like the Salvation Army at SalvationArmyUSA.org. Military groups like Special Operations Wounded Warriors at SOWWCharity.com. Christian groups like the Virginia Christian Alliance at VAChristian.org and SaltAndLightCouncil.org. And there's also churches and others, many, many very worthy groups out here doing the Lord's work. So we support not only our own group, thefirstamendmentinc.com, which keeps us on the air, but the main thing for you, the listener, is to give. Give somewhere, give generously, and give often. And give in the measure that God has given to you. Thank you, Virginia, and God bless you. Welcome back to the program, America. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming back at you live here on America's Big Dog radio program, The Really Real Deal. And uh, we just want to say welcome and thank you so much. And, you know, I really appreciate um, our folks that are our Facebook um, viewers, uh, which it seems like we have quite a Facebook crowd watching uh, the hatchet cam uh, today. And uh, let me see if I can... Uh, pull up. We we have a a uh, a comment from someone that um, wants to take issue, and I'm going to deal with this really quickly because I want to do want to get to uh, a a a mention of um, uh, brother Crowdhammer. Um, but you know, there's someone that takes issue with me defending uh, President Trump, and he cites uh, the Book of James of uh, taming of the tongue, and. You know, I would uh, I would merely cite uh, back to this gentleman, uh, Ecclesiastes, there's a time for everything, okay? There's a time to love, there's a time to hate, there's a time to throw stones, there's a time to gather stones together, there's a time to kill, a time to heal. I mean, you just go right on down the list, okay? And so, uh, and what Ecclesiastes is teaching us 
And, you know, you, you got to love these people um, who take an individual Bible verse and want to use it as a as a weapon, which is this is pretty much what they did. Tried to do the Jeff Sessions. They, they tried to say, you know, how dare you? Because, see, this is the thing. The enemy does not want us to stand on God's holy word. This that's what I try, you know, and my humanity. You know, I don't do it perfectly. I'm not a theologian. I'm not a Bible expert. OK, but I don't allow that to uh, instill in me a spirit of fear uh, it, to the point where I would walk away from the, the most solid rock that there is in the universe. And that's the word of God, because otherwise, if all I was doing was standing on the word of Brother Craig, you know, we'd all be in trouble. But it's, this is not the word of Brother Craig. This is the word of God. And, you know, in my humble ability to articulate it, to understand it, to digest it, and to apply it to basic, everyday, simple, re- really common sense, everyday uh, things. And it's often said you shouldn't discuss uh, the two things you shouldn't discuss are religion and politics. And, well, I not only discuss them both, I intermix them both. Because if it's okay for me to bring Christian faith into my marriage, into my business, into my family, into my child rearing, into my relationships. If it's okay to bring Christian faith into all those things, it's okay for me to bring Christian faith into politics. It's okay for me to use Christian faith to defend President Trump or Jeff Sessions. And everyone out here who's a regular listener knows that I've been hopping all over Jeff Sessions, you know, just because he's a Boy Scout. And, you know, he needs to read Ecclesiastes again. I'm sure he's read it. He's a very, very devout Christian. But sometimes I have a problem with very, very devout Christians because we get so high and mighty and we we feel like we're above reproach and we're so pure and I mean, at the end of the day, uh, Jeff Sessions, you're just a man. At the end of the day, I'm just a man. This joker that, uh, you know, told me to read uh, the book of James about taming your tongue, he's just a man. You know, and we all have something to learn. And the word of God can be the teacher. The Holy Spirit can be the teacher. But you have to surrender your heart and diligently and sincerely be a seeker of, of truth. And see, and when we do that, that's the antidote to the enemy trying to throw our Christian faith in our faces. You know, I saw a thing where there's a gay pride parade uh, being marched down the streets of Columbus with half naked people doing all kinds of vile things. And, uh, you know, and there and then along with them, they have churches holding up signs of uh, support for homosexuals and God created homosexuals, too, and all this kind of silliness. You know, and so, but why is this? This is fear. You're so afraid that if you just cite the word of God that, and, you know, and, 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 and I'll share this too. And, and, and matter of fact, in one of my um, Bible study groups, matter of fact, my Thursday morning men's Bible study, we've been in the book of Matthew and uh, we did chapter seven this week. And this is where, And I'll just read it here. Do not judge or you too will be judged. For in the same way you judge others, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be you. It will be measured to you. Okay. so now let's analyze this for a few minutes. It says in the same measure you use. So what's this saying is you are to not never judge, but never be judgmental. 
And so things lose a little something in translation because it sounds like in English, it sounds like the two uh, statements there uh, in verses one and two are opposed to one another. But the word or says, it says, do not judge or you too will be judged. So it doesn't say do not judge, period. It's just be cautious, be careful. And you go down to the speck in the plank. Well, you tell your brother about the speck in his eye, you haven't taken the plank out of your own eye. What's the plank? The plank is your attitude, your reason. Why are you critiquing? Are you critiquing out of love and concern, out of duty? You know, we have a duty to one another. You can't, I mean, you, you can't let, so I mean, if, if, if a person had a piece of spinach on their tooth, you would say, hey, you know, you got some spinach, you would, spinach in your tooth. You wouldn't let them just walk around with that. And that's a little small thing. But on something life-threatening, you run for the hills because, oh, well, I'm not, I don't want to be judgmental. Well, if you would do it on something small and insignificant as your appearance, why would you not do it on something as life-threatening as, you know, the destruction of the nation because we no longer have a border? Or something as life-threatening as, you know, someone wants to, a, a man wants to lay with another man and become a pillow biter, get all kinds of diseases, and, and have, uh, what's the suicide rate of homosexuals? It's, it's through the roof. I don't know the exact suicide rate, but the, you, so you're talking life and death. And so we just accommodate ourselves to these things and we zip our lips up because we misinterpret a Bible verse. And, and we forget that in the book of Matthew that Jesus himself uses seven harsh in this one chapter. OK, in this one chapter that people often cite as, a, as you should not judge, but Jesus judges. And these are the words he uses, you hypocrite, dogs, pigs, um, false prophets, bad fruit, evildoers, foolish man. Okay, these, and then at the end of it, and I'm just going to sum it up because we're right at, at, at a break here. At the end of it, it says, when Jesus had finished saying these things, the crowds were amazed at his teaching because he taught as one who had authority, okay? And he did not teach as they're the teachers that they were accustomed to, the teachers of the law, okay? And so, you know, you, when you take that and then you take Ecclesiastes, Ecclesiastes is the, is the end-all, be-all, because that tells you that you have to use judgment and discretion in you can't just take these things and apply them willy-nilly, but it, you really, really, it, you really, really need wisdom in order to do this. So anyway, we're up against the bottom of the hour news break. We uh, we have a guest on the other side, and after the guest, then we because I want to take a little time with Dr. Krauthammer. So uh, stick around, folks. We will be right back. Gambler, the gambler, the backbiter. Tell him that God's gonna cut him down. Tell him that God's gonna cut him down. Well, my goodness gracious, let me tell you the news. My head's been wet with the midnight dew. I've been down on bended knee, talking to the man from Galilee.
Welcome back to the program, America. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming back at you live here on America's Big Dog Radio Program, The Really Real Deal. And uh, we invite you also, folks, to check out our website, thereallyrealdeal.com, thereallyrealdeal.com. And uh, now it appears that uh, we're having difficulty reaching our guest. And so now perhaps we'll get him and, and we'll have him come on a little bit later on. But uh, I would, this gives me the perfect opportunity to just share a few words about a very, very beloved uh, individual that, that has uh, passed on to glory uh, Dr. Charles Krauthammer. And, uh, and by the way, uh, after this, uh, if we do not get our guest, uh, we will open the phone lines up, but I'll, I'll give the number out uh, in a very, very few minutes. But what I would like to uh, share about, you know, quite often I discuss intergenerational dynamics. And uh, Dr. Krauthammer was a member of the baby boom generation. And now he was not the poster boy for baby boomerism, <laughs> okay? <laughs> but he really, he represented the very, very best of, of your generation. If you, are, if you out there are a baby boomer, um, you know, he, Dr. Krauthammer really, really represented the best of your generation. This is a man who started out as a liberal, but as a classic liberal. Okay, just like Reagan. Reagan was a classic liberal. And so today I don't even refer to these jokers that call themselves liberal. I don't even refer to them as liberal because they are illiberal. They are the uh, they are the opposite of liberal. Okay, the root word of liberal is liberty. And that's what Dr. Krauthammer represented. Liberty. And Dr. Krauthammer understood well, as he as he grew, he understood. And this is I, I highly encourage you. I watched the uh, Fox News special on Dr. Krauthammer last night. As a matter of fact, I recorded it. And uh, but I highly you know, if you haven't, I'm sure Fox will be replaying it. And if you have an opportunity, record it. OK, and watch it intently. And what you will see is you will see a man who grew. OK, you will see a man who was a, a liberal who represented the the very best of what liberals were, not what liberals are, what liberals were, okay? Because time moves on. And as time moved on, Dr. Krauthammer moved on. Many people get stuck. You, you know, the, the baby boomers uh, hit the scene with a huge splash. I remember being a kid watching uh, the news. <laughs> a little, can you, can't you just see this now? The hatchet man. I didn't know I was going to grow up to be the hatchet man, but I'm a little boy soaking up the news. <laughs> and all this talk about baby boomers, okay? And as a matter of fact, by the time I got to be a teenager, I had gotten sick of the baby boomers already <laughs> because it seems like, <laughs> and I say this in all just joking and in love i mean my you know my the baby boom generation that's my mother's generation and you know i love my mother okay just like i love my next breath and uh and you know and and the baby boomers i mean you guys taught me and i you know we've gone through that many many times as uh 
you know, now uh, I, I'm in middle age and I'm having to come back at you guys with the stuff that you taught me. This is what Krauthammer did. He comes back at society with the things that he was taught. He was not the inventor of anything, although the man truly was brilliant, but he was humble. And he, one of the things he said was he didn't like to use the word I whenever he wrote an article because he wanted to deal only in the facts of the situation. And so what he ended up doing was he ended up having his liberal friends, as he was able to grow, they were not, they began to hate him. And the, and the guy wrote articles, uh, you know, and he talked about uh, certain articles that he would write when he was uh, editor-in-chief of the New Republic, which was a left-wing uh, publication. But, you know, in its early days, it was liberal in the true meaning of liberal, okay, liberty, freedom of thought, freedom of expression, you know, I'm founder and president of the First Amendment, Inc., so you know I believe in freedom of thought, freedom of worship, freedom of expression, freedom of action. I, I encompass all six clauses of the First Amendment, not five as many people think. There's six. I encompass them all. Charles Krauthammer, he encompassed them all. I mean, the man was just simply brilliant. But this is a guy now, when he first came to Washington, he was a speechwriter for, uh, for, for the vice president, Mondale. Okay, Jimmy Carter was president. And so when, uh, when, when, uh, when Mondale ran up against uh, Ronald Reagan, and so here, here you got, you have a guy that has just seen Reagan defeat, defeat uh, Jimmy Carter. And so now, and that was like a landslide, okay? Now, he's still not quite on board because of his liberal roots. And he sees Mondale as the guy championing liberalism. And But see, for them, they were saying, oh, we just want to give the downtrodden a chance. They didn't see it as a trap that set, like you have to put some cheese in the mousetrap in order to catch him. They saw it as just cheese. Well, I see it as a trap, okay? And so liberals didn't see that. But Charles Krauthammer grew to the point. Now, he's not, he never got to the place where I am. I think they do this on purpose. Now, what a Dr. Krauthammer's view was, which is the view that I think many, many, many establishmentarians have, is that they're simply in error, that they mean well, but that they are in error, okay? Now, I say to that that there probably are many individual, I call them neoliberals, they would call themselves liberals. I'm just, I'm bending over backwards to be fair here, okay? So I apologize for being long-winded, but I do, I want to be fair uh, because, you know, I know many of you do not view yourselves in the way that I articulate, but I, I have to remind you that quite often when I do this, I'm speaking of those in leadership. And it's just like when I lambast the Republican Party, I'm careful to say, I don't mean you, Ma and Pa Republican. And you know how I beat up on the Democrat Party, and I, much more than I beat up on the Republican Party. But I, I always try to say, because you never know when you have a new listener who would hear this out of context and just think I'm full of hate. So I always say, I don't mean you, Ma and Pa 
Democrat. I'm speaking of the leadership of the Democrat Party, okay? I think they have deceived a lot of people. And so now I have to say this about liberals, okay? So in a sense, I'm trying to say the same thing, that I don't mean you, Ma and Pa, liberal, but I think when it comes to the, the liberality of ideas, I think it has morphed to such a degree that many of what I would call a neoliberal today uh, this this morphing has been going on so long that many people don't even they would not even recognize a true classic liberal if one you know were to walk up to their door and knock on the door they would not recognize them. But Dr. Krauthammer saw this, and so now from his perspective, they, these things these well quote unquote his words not mine these well intended programs did not work. Okay, and to that I say that they were not well-intended. They were right from the get-go. They were exercises in vote purchasing. And there is ample evidence to support that because there are many uh, direct quotes from many of the architects of these things that this is, I mean, in, in, as, as a matter of fact, on the healthcare side of it, which many people tout as, you know, this is something to help the poor, you can go right back to the very inventor of universal health care, which is Vladimir Ilyich Lenin. The direct quotes from Lenin were not that, well, we really care about our poor people, and so therefore we're going to give them free health care. No, his direct quote was that universal health care is the keystone to the archway of socialism, and the purpose of socialism is communism. So again, I submit to you, ladies and gentlemen of America, that this is government cheese inside of a government trap. Okay, it's not just government cheese because someone likes you and the person that wants to see you grow and develop uh, your own latent God given skills, talents and abilities. You know, this person you call uh, a hater, you know, as though this person wants to starve you. And so, Dr. Krauthammer, this is what I found so fascinating about him. He grew. And so this is why I say he represents the very best of the baby boom generation. Now, he is by no means the majority of baby boomers, okay? I think the majority of baby boomers, I think, are just intellectually and spiritually lazy. I don't think you all are evil. I think there are a few at the very, very top that are evil. That, uh, And I mean evil in the sense of the desire is to control people, not so much to help people. Okay, so understand, you know, understand and I welcome your critique. You can, you know, type your critique on Facebook. You can call the program. I welcome your critique, but just understand the spirit in which I'm offering my critique. I offer it in sincerity. I offer it in humility. I offer it with with the sense that hopefully, God willing, I have removed the plank from my own eye. And therefore, am qualified to inspect my brother and sister's eye and point out the speck. Okay, and I do that uh, in in a desire to see a a, a better uh, civic society, to see us improve our lives, improve our nation, our communities, our families, improve as individuals, so that we can actually be all that God would have us to be. And, uh, and I think Dr. Krauthammer got to that point 
uh, throughout his life. And uh, many, many people did not understand as he they, they saw him as leaving the uh, the liberal uh, viewpoint. I, I don't think he ever left it. I think he just fleshed it out and developed it more to what his full potential would be. And those that were intellectually lazy, uh, they were uh, what you call self-satisfied. It's like they would just pat themselves on the back. Uh, <laughs> I'm better than you Republicans because I actually care about poor people and immigrants and you don't care. It, I mean, come on, folks. You know, someone that's trying to encourage you to get a job rather than a handout doesn't care. I mean, this is... Uh, you know, we're going to we're going to discuss this further on the uh, in our next hour when I get my good friend uh, Bishop Leon Benjamin on who's who's been on uh, Fox News quite a bit lately. And he was actually a part of a religion panel, uh, which which I thought it was a pretty good panel. They had a Muslim scholar uh, and it was a, a female, by the way. And uh, they had a, uh, a Catholic priest. Uh, they had a Jewish rabbi and then they had um you know, Richmond's owned uh, Bishop Leon Benjamin representing uh, evangelicals and um, Protestants. OK, so anyway, we're going to take another quick break here. And on the other side of the break, I would love to take some phone calls. OK, the number here is 804-454-1366. And I want you to listen to this giving ad we're going to play because the hatchet man cannot. You know, I've been standing behind this microphone for 10 years and our freedom ain't free, folks. It, it really is not free. OK, and so we, we would love to have. I mean, the Lord does provide. But there's a cost. This, uh, this studio does not run, you know, it, 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 it doesn't run free, okay? It's not like just sunshine, oxygen, and rain. No, it needs electricity, employees, and very highly skilled employees at that, okay? So, uh, which means they cost money, all right? So, uh, listen to the words, do what you can, help stand beside me as a watchman on the wall. And if you take this as seriously as I do from the book of Isaiah, uh, chapter 62, verse six, I have set watchmen upon thy walls, O America, which shall never hold their peace day nor night. Ye that make mention of the Lord, keep not silent. And folks, that's not a suggestion. That's a command. It's the word of God. Not the word of Brother Craig. 804-454-1366. 804-454-1366. A man and his microphone. Brother Craig. I remember when, I remember, I remember when I lost my mind. There was something so pleasant about that place. Even your emotions have an echo. And so much space And when you're out there without care Yeah, I was out of touch But it wasn't because I didn't know enough I just knew too much
Hello, Virginia. Brother Craig here with a little message about giving out of the abundance that God has blessed you with. If this great nation is going to be saved, then we in the Christian Conservative Constitutional Coalition have to be in the vanguard. There are so many brave and God-fearing groups and individuals engaged in the battle of this rendezvous with destiny. There are social welfare groups like the Salvation Army at SalvationArmyUSA.org. Military groups like Special Operations Wounded Warriors at SOWWCharity.com. Christian groups like the Virginia Christian Alliance at VAChristian.org and SaltAndLightCouncil.org. And there's also churches and others, many, many very worthy groups out here doing the Lord's work. So we support not only our own group, TheFirstAmendmentInc.com, which keeps us on the air, but the main thing for you, the listener, is to give. Give somewhere, give generously, and give often. And give in the measure that God has given to you. Thank you, Virginia, and God bless you. Welcome back to the program, America. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming back at you live here on America's Big Dog radio program, The Really Real Deal. And we want to say hello and want to welcome Big Mike to the program. Big hey, Mike, how you doing, hatchet brother? Man. Great show as usual. Listen, hatchet man, uh, I don't know the exact quotes, but doesn't the Bible say, save the Lord be the watchman, the watchman watcheth in vain? Yes, yes. And you said something like that, and you explained this business of judge not, because the Bible also says judge with righteous judgment, exactly. and you told us what righteous judgment is. Yes, Another exactly. thing, and I've said this before, God will not be mocked. Yes. He will not be mocked. And Jesus said, you deny me before man, I will deny you before the Father. Yes. Yeah, I don't know what generation. I guess I'm the boomer. I was born in 1940, but I always consider myself a nifty from the 50s. And I've said this before. We had we had some problems that could have been solved a little bit more creatively. Yes. But back then, basically speaking, we still believed in God. We believed in ourselves, and we believed in our leaders, and all that started falling apart in the 1960s. There was right. a brief revival under Reagan, and the big mistake Reagan made was having George Bush. H. W. Mm -hmm. Vice President. You got that right. And uh, I'm telling you, those Bushes, uh, they have unleashed some stuff. Now, did I ever tell you, Big Mike, or did I ever tell the audience that when Kennedy was assassinated, that, you know, that's something that would be seared into your mind where you were on that day, okay? November 22nd, 1963. But that H.W. Bush can't quite remember where he was that day. It, I mean... You know, yeah, I think, I, I really? think I've heard you mention that before. <laughs> there were a lot of people that there was some, you know, suspicion about. They were even thinking that maybe Johnson had something to do with it. Well, now Johnson in the limousine was slink, slink down so far you could barely see him because he knew the bullet was coming. Now, but he didn't tell Lady Bird to slink down. He slunk down. <laughs> <laughs> now, isn't that something? Well, I think Lady Bird, 
she was probably responsible for them being millionaires. And he figured, well, he just inherited the money. So. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, and I see, just, and it was a, um, this was the swamp. This was not Republican or Democrat. This was the swamp because yeah. all the key players, you know, I interviewed Dr. Jerome Corsi. The man is brilliant. I've been such an honor to have him uh, visit our program, I think, eight or nine times I've interviewed Dr. Jerome Corsi over the years, and he wrote a book um, on the uh, 50th anniversary um, of the assassination, uh, about, the, about the assassination. And he didn't come out and uh, name, name names with definitive proof, but what he did name was all the potential players and how they had a meeting in Dallas. And, I mean, Nixon was there, uh, Johnson was there, the two Dulles brothers were there. H.W. was there. Um, there was a, uh, a a backup assassin from Italy. I forget his name. Uh, he was there. There were mafiosos there. They, anyone that had means, knowledge of how these things are done, and, and an axe to grind, they all were there. And see, now, my thinking, Mike, is that what they did was they wanted to, you know, because people that, have the capacity to do these types of things also have the analytical ability to know uh, just by studying the evidence who, who did it. And so they, I think they got everyone in on it. And so that they would have to be forced to keep each other secret. Uh. Now that's, that's my thinking because this is the deep state and um, you know, Kennedy did not want to escalate uh, things in Vietnam. And I think the deep state, which is what, um, President Eisenhower warned about uh, as he was leaving office. Okay, he his final speech he gave a warning. Oh, yeah, of, the military industrial. Yes, complex. the military industrial complex. He yeah, gave he yeah. and now now you know goodness well uh, former President Eisenhower was no uh, shrinking violet. Okay, no, he the, was. I think he was a good man. Basically, and and an onion toter. Okay, yeah. the man. The man was, you know, one of the prime drivers in in the leadership uh, that won World War II. Right. Okay, and understood the horrors of war firsthand. Okay, uh -huh. and so, you know, I just, I, you know, and so I just say that to say this: you're right about uh, H.W. That was a mistake. Uh, but uh, you know, Reagan has a lot of traits very similar to Trump, being from outside of politics. There was something refreshing and real and bold about his persona and the way he perceived problems and addressed them. But well, simultaneously, there's a sort of a naivete um, with both men that, you know, and there's a learning curve to that. And so Reagan made some mistakes and we see Trump making some mistakes. But I, right. I totally reject uh, people saying that uh, Trump is evil, just like they said Reagan was evil. I totally reject that. These are well, good these men. People, you, you know, uh, uh, excuse me for interrupting, but you know. No, go I ahead. Am. You know, these people, the left, it's the ends justify the means. They will do anything, anything, and everything. Lies will, they'll be, they'll be doing what they're accusing you of. That's what the Republican Party does. Another thing. I notice a lot of people say, well, doesn't the Bible say money is the root of all evil? No, the Bible the love says the, of money. Love, the love of money yes. is the root of all evil. Yes. Money is a is powerful tool. Problem. 
that is part of the problem with the yes. Chamber of Commerce that wants all these illegals in here for cheap labor. Yes. That's what it's all about. It's all about money, and it makes me sick. And votes, don't forget this part, this. Mike, Democrat votes. They feel like they, these people are ripe to have their vote purchased. And so and it's really, um, they really look down their nose at these people. And, uh, you know, they feel like you're just going to sell yourself. And the sad part about it is quite often they've judged them correctly. And uh, But anyway, you know, what do you think of Dr. Krauthammer? He's one who grew from that, um, who, who understood it. It's so wonderful to see that Fox News special about his life and how he, very much like Reagan, used to be a Democrat. And they just, they grew up. Yeah, it's, it's too bad more of them don't do that. Uh, well, now you now hit the nail on the head, brother. Yeah, well, now it's the case that they're not liberals. They're, you actually have some communists, I believe, that have infiltrated the yeah. party. Yeah. And the way things are going, I wouldn't be surprised if some of them are, aren't even in the Republican Party pretending like yeah. they're moderates. Yeah. I mentioned that before. You just, you know, but the thing is... They st- we stood by and let them take over Hollywood, the news media, public education at all levels. Yes. The the, the blueberry toters were playing tiddlywinks when all this was going on. You're right, brother. So we can't expect anything much from them, but I'm sure glad Trump's in office. I didn't. I, I am didn't too. Like, I didn't like the way he got on. Uh, uh, What's his name? Ted Cruz. Cruz. Yeah. And actually, it was really unnecessary for him to say what he said. Yeah, because he would have won anyway. But listen, brother, I got to roll. We're at the top of the hour. Thanks for the time. All right, my friend. God bless you. You got my gift, didn't you? Uh, uh, Well, I'm going to be looking for it. Yeah, well, it's there. Oh. You didn't get it. Somebody messed up at the post office. Oh, thank you, sir. God bless you. (laughs) Thank you, and God bless you. All right, now. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Well, all right, folks, we're going to take our top of the hour news break, and we will be right back. If tomorrow all the things were gone, I'd work for all my life. And I had to start again with just my children and my wife. I thank my lucky stars to be living here today. Because the flag still stands for freedom. And they can't take that away And I'm proud to be an American Where at least I know I'm free And I won't forget the men who died Who gave that fight to me And I gladly stand up next to you And defend her still today Cause there ain't no doubt I Welcome back to the program, America. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming back at you live as we listen to a little bit of Gnarls 
Barkley, does that make me crazy? I don't know, but I'm telling you. Now I don't know. I don't. I don't know who that is. Where the words to that song says he he knew too much. There's a lot of folks out here that seem to just know too much, folks. And uh, sometimes you 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 have to laugh in order to keep from crying. I'm telling you. But uh, hey, welcome back, and uh, thank you for staying with us. The number uh, we have another guest coming up at 11:15, so I'd love to get a couple of phone calls in real early here 804-454-1366 is the number 804-454-1366 and uh i see here on facebook i'm getting i'm getting an uh invitation uh to come back out to speak out in louisa again and uh hey i'll give you a great big fat thumbs up uh i just love going out to louisa and I'll be very, very uh, happy and honored uh, to do so again. And anyone else out there, if you'd like to have your friendly neighborhood hatchet man come out and speak to any of your groups or a church or tea party group or, uh, you know, Republican women's group. I mean, I'll even come speak to a Democrat group. OK. And, uh, you know, I can't guarantee you how many people are going to be left in the room <laughs> when I finish. But I would come and, and I would be respectful. I would. Uh, I, I would. I would. And uh, a humble little old country boy that I am, you know, I was taught uh, very, very well to always be respectful. And uh, but I would just love to do that in uh, a good way. Uh, if you would like to have uh, the hatchet men come speak to your group, you can go to our website, the really real dot com. Or you could reach me on Facebook. As a matter of fact, we're broadcasting live on Facebook right at this very moment. And, uh, and again, the number here is 804-454-1366, And, um, you know. When you watch this stuff in the news, folks, you have we all have heard of caveat emptor, okay? Buyer beware, beware. Some of us have heard of caveat venditor, seller beware, okay? But I share with you caveat lector, reader beware. And not just reader, but consumer of news and information beware, you know? This, there was a so-called Republican. I think his name is Michael Cardboard. Anyone, anyone out there ever heard of Michael Cardboard? I think he used to be head of the Republican Party at one time. Uh, oh, no, his, it wasn't Cardboard. It's Steele. Yeah, it's Michael Steele. Well, I call him Michael Cardboard, okay, because the guy referred to the detention centers south of the border as concentration camps for children, okay? Uh, so, again, caveat lector all right and we want to say uh hello and welcome to bill bill from biz okay okay no bill is gone we got keith oh no i'm here oh we do we do have bill okay yeah i'm sorry correct all right hey i I just wanted to call in two things one is thank you for uh calling into our show yesterday we had a great conversation yes we uh, did when we were talking about business and I wanted to pick up on something that I just didn't have the time to do and I th- wanted your comment on, mm-hmm. and that is um, value-based businesses, companies that are value-based, um, based on, you know, for the most part, Christian principles, even though they may not they may not say that, um, but they are based on Chris- Christian principles. And the mm-hmm. point that you and I were having last uh, yesterday was all the best-run companies in the United States, the large ones, are all value-based. Um, you look at Ritz-Carlton, you look at Marriott, you look at Delta, um, they have a set of core values that become operating principles around which you don't violate. 
You don't mm-hmm. you simply Chick-fil-A. if you want to work there. Yeah, Chick Fil A. Yeah. Um, I love the Kathy family. Industry. Yes, that's right. And and you can tell when you walk in there what the values of the company are in terms of how you're treated by the employees. Mm-hmm. Well, one of the challenges you have now, if we're talking, uh, we move from business to society because I think it's true about societies as well. The value-based societies do better than others, especially if it's the right values, Mm -hmm. is that the challenge you have with using anything but religious values now is that secular values can change with the times. Mm -hmm. You know, you change the groupthink. I think that's the term that everybody's using right now. You change the groupthink or the zeitgeist and, you know, look at the Constitution. It was written to be followed. It's very clear. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's not much that is ambiguous about it, and yet we have people today, maybe half the population, saying it's a living document. Right. And if you read any of the Federalist Papers, you know that it's simply not true. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, there is a caveat to that, Bill. It's a living document with a very strictly proscribed process for it to grow okay not willy-nilly just because a new generation is born and they just want to throw the old one out it's it's a it's a process that requires uh 75 percent um approval a very That's high right. bar and and you and, and craig you make the point that it is the reason it's not a living document is there's an amendment procedure yes and the people who make the argument that it's a living document uh, say that, well, it has to be able, it has to be flexible to change with the times. Mm-hmm. That is true. That's what the amendment process is, but Ex- the law exactly. means what it says right. and needs to be interpreted the way it was written. Yes. And if they want to change it, do it the right way. Yeah. So that whole conversation was, was spurred by you yesterday when you said that, you know, Christian values are basically what runs the country. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the country was founded on that. Without Christian values, without Christian faith, without the Magna Carta 800. Did you know we just had the 803rd anniversary last week of the signing of the Magna Carta? I I, I did. In fact, there's a great uh, video on YouTube by Daniel Hannon, a, a British oh, politician. Oh, I love him. On on uh, what happened at Runnymede in 1215. It's incredible. It's probably 10 minutes in duration. Mm-hmm. You can find it on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Yes, I, I Yes, I did remember that's the day. It's one of the days to celebrate. Yeah, yeah, that is something to celebrate. And it's sad, uh, the state that uh, England is in today, you can almost stick a fork in England. And uh, it's, uh, it's, it's like they're done. And so that should be a warning to us in America that, you know, what is occurring in, in throughout Europe is the whole Judeo-Christian ethic of the Western world is, is all under attack, Bill. You, you, you agree with that? Oh, I, abs- I absolutely agree. If you look at England, uh, if it wasn't for a couple of politicians like Nigel Farage, Daniel Hannon, uh, Jacob Rees-Mook, there are a couple who are hanging on, but mm-hmm. they are so outnumbered. And, of course, when they open their mouth, do you think Trump is attacked? Oh. You ought to see what's happening, like the Farage mm-hmm. uh, in England. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I've been wanting to get uh, Hannon on the program uh, they sent us his book, his latest book, but we've not yet booked him for an interview. Uh, but, uh, you know, Mrs. Hatchett, she's my secret weapon. And uh, you know, I, I'm sure we'll have him on uh, sometime in the near future. Yeah. But, okay. uh, but anyway, it's, you know, and look, it was great chatting with you yesterday. And I mean, we got folks, we go back to my days, our days at WLEE and uh, you're doing great things. And uh 
you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to learning more uh, about what you do on your program, which is on uh, every Friday, uh, 9 o'clock, right? Yes, it, it is. And basically, our, our focus is helping small businesses or organizations. It could be a nonprofit. How right. do you grow it? Exactly. It's all about how do you grow it. Yeah, yeah. And that's, hey, we, we're looking to grow here. So, uh, folks out there, if you're looking to grow Hey, uh, it's it's great, and uh, the program you had yesterday it was so fascinating. It just prompted me to call in, and so uh, I'm glad I did, and uh, and I'm glad you've called in here today too, Bill. All right, Craig, you take care. Great show, and Thank I you. listen to you every Saturday. Oh man, bless you. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Okay, have a great day. You too. Now, all right, and uh, we're gonna say hello to Keith. Uh, Keith would like to talk about the Mueller investigation. Uh, Keith, go right ahead. Yes, I was. Um, I, I, it just seems to me that what's the delay with everything is. Uh, I think they're trying to inf- uh, uh, enforce the statute of limitations, have the statute of limitations run out. And I, I, it just seems to me that that's why Mueller's taking so long because he knows if he keeps it up, he. Trump's not going to fire Jeff Sessions as mm-hmm. long as he keeps up the investigation. Yeah. And, you know, and, I have a, I have an alternate theory, which is that they want this uh, a drip, 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 that they never thought that they were going to get any convictions. But the drip, drip, drip is, is used as a media battering ram uh, for the uh, upcoming November elections. And, and not only that, but I think what we're going to have, and I've been saying this for over a year, that there is going to be violence in this country over these summer months leading up to the election. They engineered a um, they engineered what for the Democrats was a success in Charlottesville last year. And who took the blame? Ed Gillespie. OK, they I mean, and Ed Gillespie had nothing to do with any of that stuff. Republicans had nothing to do with it. But I think that this is what their model is. And if you look at throughout history, which side people on the right side of the aisle who believe in Christian faith, uh, constitutional principles, as you just heard Bill talk about, you know, strict interpretation. In other words, law, rules, law and order, you know, people we believe in things that are real and solid and provable. Okay, family, foundational things versus the other side. You know, it's their side that always engages in violence, whether it's, you know, assassinating Kennedy or, you know, the, the, the people that have a, a left wing guy flew an airplane into a, um, a post office down in Texas. I mean, you, there's a long list of incidences, all the, uh, the, the public shootings. These, these typically are left wing nuts. You never, ever, ever get an NRA member or, a, you know, a hard right Republican. You, it's very, very rare. OK, or are there an atheist or an anarchist like uh, McVeigh was an anarchist? And uh, I think this is the model that they're going to have and that this uh, Mueller investigation is something to justify that in the minds of weak people. Yeah, I, I, you know, I think all this delay in the Justice Department, that's the same thing. I think they're just delaying things. And they don't uh, Monica, want it solved. Monica, Monica Crawley is the only one who's brought this up. And it's just the Republicans amaze me and just their lack of fortitude not to, not to take control of the narrative. And with this immigration policy, I mean, most people, I even know what Democrat I was talking to, he agreed. So, you know, they're not, you know, they need to get out 
with statistics from the Department of Justice, lay it out to the American people. Yeah. I don't understand it for my life how how pathetic just this party is about controlling the narrative. Yeah, um, they, look, they, I, I'm wondering who's in control. I feel like I could do a better job. I think you uh, might you know? could. Well, I'm look, I'm pimp slapping them as hard as I can, brother. But look, I appreciate your call. But I, you know, we got to cut it loose here. I've got to take a real quick break, and then I have my my good friend Leon Benjamin uh, coming up after the break. Okay. All right. God bless. All right. All right. Well, all right, folks, we're going to take a really, really quick break. And when we come back, we are going to have Apostle and Bishop Leon Benjamin. A man and his microphone. Brother Craig. Just as I am. Without one plea But that thy blood Was shed for me And that thou bidst Me come to thee O Lamb of God I come I come Hello, Virginia. Brother Craig here with a little message about giving out of the abundance that God has blessed you with. If this great nation is going to be saved, then we in the Christian Conservative Constitutional Coalition have to be in the vanguard. There are so many brave and God-fearing groups and individuals engaged in the battle of this rendezvous with destiny. There are social welfare groups like the Salvation Army at SalvationArmyUSA.org. Military groups like Special Operations Wounded Warriors at SOWWCharity.com. Christian groups like the Virginia Christian Alliance at VAChristian.org and SaltAndLightCouncil.org. And there's also churches and others, many, many very worthy groups out here doing the Lord's work. So we support not only our own group, thefirstamendmentinc.com, which keeps us on the air, but the main thing for you, the listener, is to give. Give somewhere, give generously, and give often. And give in the measure that God has given to you. Thank you, Virginia, and God bless you. Feeling my way through the darkness Guided by a beating heart I can't tell where the journey will end But I know where to start Welcome back to the program, America. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming back at you live here on America's Big Dog Radio Program, The Really Real Deal. And, folks, we have a really real deal guest uh, on with us now, my good friend, Apostle and uh, Bishop Leon Benjamin. And, uh, brother, we just really we've been really admiring uh, all of your commentary on Fox News lately. And uh, I saw you uh, standing uh, standing in the gap pretty tall and strong a couple of days ago down at the border. Wow. God bless you, Brother Craig, the hatchet man. Thank you for having me on the show uh, this morning, man. God bless you for all that you're doing and the work standing tall as, as well and strong. And that's, 
not taken down. Yeah, we're just trying to do our little bit, you know, as I was reading earlier or sharing rather that uh, in Isaiah uh, in the 62nd chapter, it, it what it says to the watchman to keep not silent. That didn't sound like a suggestion to me. How about you, brother? <laughs> Oh no no no, no. absolutely not <laughs> no we're being we're being told what to do yeah so and uh, you do it at new new life harvest uh, church uh, you want to share with the uh, audience um, you know maybe uh, someone might like to come and visit you at your church yeah they want to come this Sunday they're welcome to come we're right over on Laburnum uh, Avenue over there by White Oak uh, that that whole mall over there right off of Finley Street oh okay. Not- 4794 Finley Street in Laverna Professional Park. Oh, and okay. Right, in, right inside there, they go to our website at www.newlifeharvestchurch.org. All right. Uh, all the information is right there. Yeah, New Life Harvest, okay? So, folks, burn that in your mind, if they're particularly if you're out in the East End. Uh, New Life Harvest, and, uh, you know, you can hear a good word from a man of God. And uh, and I understand you are also, uh, before, just listen you know, share again what you're doing in the uh, Republican Party in the city of Richmond uh, before we get to your Fox News interview. Yes, look, um, Monday night we're having a very important mass meeting at the RPV Republican Party of Virginia. All are welcome to come that are Richmond voters. Uh, We are deciding who shall be the Richmond unit chairman, person for the Republican Party of Richmond, Mm -hmm. which is very important, I believe, in the inner city uh, that we connect all, uh, it doesn't matter, uh, that, that love the Constitution, that love liberty, that love justice. We're going to be there, 6.30 p.m., 115 East Grace Street, and bring your ID card. Uh, I'm going to be there because I believe, um, as Richmond City Unit Chairman, I believe that uh, God has given me the vision and the understanding and the compassion uh, for uh, this city. Uh, with the Republican Party of Virginia and um, and of Richmond, and working with the Republican Party of Virginia, mm-hmm. and as well as the Republican National Committee, that's on the federal level. Right. I believe it's the right time to connect all the dots and bring the real concerns of the people uh, back to the federal level, so that the federal level cannot just ignore, mm-hmm. but also bring the resources back to the city. Yeah, uh, where it's so much needed, and yeah. that seat, that chairman person seat, is very important because mm-hmm. it allows us to review candidates, it allows us to endorse uh, candidates, it allows us to to really vet people mm-hmm. that are actually working in the city that really want to help the city. Right, and it also, and it, uh, I think the unit chair also can allocate resources to where uh, outreach is going to occur. Correct. Abs- absolutely. Abs- and, absolutely. And this absolutely. is what's. Yeah, this is what's needed because, and, and, and folks, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, Brother Leon, but all voters, all registered voters, you do not have to be a registered Republican. You just have to be a registered voter, correct? That is correct. Um, a registered voter, uh, if you just got uh, registered to vote, bring your temporary ID card. Right. But you have to be a registered voter. Yeah, uh, and now, that's, now let's clarify even deeper. That's in order to vote. You have to be a registered voter. You do right. not have to be Richmond. a you do not have to be a registered voter, nor do you have to live in the city of Richmond to be an attendee, but only yes. only to vote. And so, if you want to, if you're out there 
and been listening to this crazy guy called the Hatchet Man beat up on Democrats for 10 years, okay? Longer than that, but just 10 years on radio. And if you want to know, well, what in the world is all this talk, talk about Republicans and Democrats? What's so great about being a Republican? You can show up and to the meeting, just sit and listen and learn and, and ask questions. Now, you can't vote unless you are, A, a registered voter. We no longer have registration by party. But uh, and you have to be uh, a resident of the city of Richmond, correct, in order to vote. That is correct. You must be a resident of the city of Richmond and 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 have the ID. Right. uh, To prove to prove that. Right. That is correct. Yeah. But see, and I've attended now. I've I've not been to a Richmond uh, meeting in quite a while, but I have attended some of the meetings uh, of the of the Richmond uh, Republican Committee. And it's been quite a few years but, you know, I've attended just in an advisory capacity uh, because I, I live in Henrico County. But, um, you know, folks, folks can learn something. And, uh, and you'll see that uh, Republicans don't have fangs. We have great big hearts. We just, you know, believe in uh, law and order. And, uh, you know, as, as good Christians being, uh, you know, being in proper order. Absolutely. And not only law and order, but we live there. You know, we live where the problems are. We live where the trouble is. We live where the crying and the dying and the, and the murders. And we live there. And uh, it's, it's a time out now that mm-hmm. we bring back the luster and the strength yeah. that we need a, along uh, with uh, per- unity and purpose. Uh, to the Richmond unit yeah. um, here in yeah. the Republican Party of, of Richmond. Yeah. To now, bring can that you, back. Yeah. Now, can you hold over for us on the other side of the break? Yes, sir. Okay. And uh, when we come back, I want to want you to share with the audience, what does it mean to your family when you adopt the types of principles of republicanism? Or what does that do to your thinking? So just think about that. And we'll be right back, America. And I heard, as it were, the noise of thunder. One of the four beasts saying, come and see. And I saw. And behold, a white horse. There's a man going round taking names. And he decides who to free and who to blame. Everybody won't be treated all the same. There'll be a golden ladder reaching down When the man comes around The hairs on your arm will stand up At the terror in each sip and in each sup Will you partake of that last Sooner or later, gotta cut you down. Sooner or 
Welcome back to the program, America. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming back at you live here on America's Big Dog Radio Program, our final 30 minutes of today's program. My good friend, Apostle and Bishop Leon Benjamin, pastor of New Life uh, Harvest uh, Church in uh, Richmond's East End, uh, is on the line with us. And, um, you know, Brother Leon, you know, right before the break, I, I put a question out there for uh, trying to get uh, convinced people because in you know Richmond is a, a a very very polarized city and it's uh, the polarization quite often happens by neighborhood by zip code not always but to a great degree uh, where you live and the culture that grows up and as you know uh, African American culture uh, is something that supports this notion of uh, that that Republicans are somehow evil in spite of the great, great history of the Republican Party. And your typical Republican is um, unable to use truth, fact, and history to rebut lies. They're, they're just unable. And so if this were to be able to be accomplished, if, if the truth of Republicanism were ever able to get out, what would it mean to the lives of people that would cease and desist in uh, blaming others for their plight and all of a sudden look at the man in the mirror? Well, it's a, it's a very, that's a very awesome question. And, and the best way that I can say it being a former Democrat and understanding why I did what I did, a lot of it out of tradition, a lot of it out of not finding out the facts, a lot of it out of just saying, you better do this. <laughs> I had to come to my own sense and understand that what are my principles, what are my values, and if this would ever get out, that really the true values, especially me being African-American, my true values and principles are that of free trade, having a free society where everyone has responsibility, where government is limited, but their role is to protect the rights of its citizens, Mm -hmm. and then being able to keep God in the platform, um, God in the center of all of this, I think if that word ever got out, mm-hmm. it would turn around and really bring a transformation to a lot of the cities uh, that are being plagued by this ideology mm-hmm. uh, that re- Republicans don't care. Yeah, all and, over uh, America. Every city in America oh would benefit. Uh, would, <laughs> I mean, Oh, my goodness. It would be a revival. Yes. And it would be a great exodus. And, and we're not telling... Uh, people to just leave the Democratic Party and just go into oblivion. Mm-hmm. We're saying, look at the history. Uh, slavery was ended by the Republican Party. The first black caucus was Republicans. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, it's amazing that uh, the first uh, sign of racism that happened in, uh, that was going on, that there were people, obviously, that wanted to stop it, and there are people that wanted to keep it going. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we have to understand that in the 19... 19- 20s, 30s, that's when African Americans really made the transition over to Democratic Party, mm-hmm. uh, not because of racism. They knew Jim Crow laws were there. They knew segregation was there. But they wanted to try to take what is called the New Deal. They wanted economic freedom. Esau. But it was not given to them. It yeah. was not given to them. Esau, the and, bowl of beans. Oh, they went for the beans. Yeah, not they went God. for the bowl of beans. They sold what was sacred, their sacred birthright, in exchange to for physical sustenance. Yes. And, and this is the got... trick the Democrats have been using ever since FDR, who, was a, who was a beneficiary of the drug trade, by the way, 
you know, yeah. for you out there that did not know the Delano in Franklin Delano Roosevelt, the Delano family were uh, uh, the ship owners that transported the opium from England to China. Mm. Well, I'm telling you, by the time the 60s came down with Malcolm X and Martin Luther King, it was a Republican Party that was for Fair Housing Act, yes, for the Voter Rights Act. Uh, Nixon and, uh, put a lot of this Act. stuff in. Yeah, yeah uh, the, 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 this is just amazing. If if it ever got out, Brother Craig, the Hatchet Man, well, there would be such a transformation. Uh, even when Nixon was in was in president, uh, uh, they talk about the Dixiecrats. Um, mm-hmm. they, 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 the Democrats never left. Those who were racist never left the Democratic Party. No, they didn't. But there were some in the South, in the northern part of the South, that transitioned over to the Republican Party mm-hmm. that were white because of the, the understanding of economics. It's about the economy, stupid. This is what President Trump has done. Right. He has boosted the economy even more so than even in the Reagan years. Mm-hmm. He has boosted the economy, caused money to influx back into the system. He's cut off trade agreements. He has increased tariffs, not because he likes tariffs, but because other nations are charging us too much on our exports. Yes. And so it's rightly fair to do that until they stop it. Yeah. But there's so much. The stock market has gone up. It's at its all-time high. Black unemployment at its all-time low. Uh, women employment is at its all-time high. There are so many things going on. Yeah, and folks need to learn. They need to get the facts. See, this is a thing, uh, Brother Leon, that the Democrats use is they are the apostles of hatred, and they sow hate and division. And this is what they did during slavery when they were the party of actual slavery where you had a physical chain on your hands and feet, where today they have a spiritual chain on hearts and minds, but the Democrat Party is still the party of slavery, the party of division, the party of hatred. It's, except, you know, 150 years ago, they were trying to tell white people you need to hate black people. Today, they're telling black people that you need to hate white people. And this mess that they're doing with uh, Hispanics that, you know, trying to spread this lie that somehow we hate them because we want them to come through our front door rather than our back door. It's, you know, who who is willing to call these people the liars that they are? It is it is ludicrous. Um, Christianity is not about choosing sides. It's about it's about choosing what is right. <laughs> yeah. And when I looked at the whole summation of the Democratic Party and Republican Party, I chose for the first time in my life. My parents told me who to vote for. My parents told me who to look to. When I finally got my really? own mind, I looked at the principles <laughs> and I said, no, mama, daddy, I got to choose <laughs> what wow. is right. Wow, God bless you. God not bless you. Popular, not what everybody else is doing. Wow. I have to choose what is right. And then we can take the kingdom of God to the next level. Because right. Because ultimately it's not going to end in the party. It's going to end in the coming of Christ. Exactly. Okay. And, you know, oh. another thing, too, brother, is that and this is very important as, 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 as Christian brothers. We, we, we have an obligation to tell people that— The whole idea of limited government means that we do not violate or we in our humanity, you know, I think we we do it. But we are trying to encourage people not to violate the first commandment, which is uh, to have no other gods before God. And so you only can have limited government. Otherwise, government gets so big, 
to the point where it becomes a God, which is what exactly what happens in every single society where you have unfettered, unlimited, ultra powerful government, which this is what you call you either have to call it communism or socialism or uh, fundamentalist Islam, where, the again, the government tells you when to pray, how to pray. You know, it controls your education, your military, your economy. As free people, you're only going to get this in the Republican Party, the idea that government should be limited. Expound on that a little bit. It's absolutely right. If you look at the First Amendment and look at the First Commandment, they go hand in hand. Because the First Amendment talks about freedom of speech, freedom of religion, the right to assembly. I mean, all these things that when you get into a socialized or communistic system, those rights are taken away. So really, taking away the First Amendment is like, is like spitting on the First Commandment. And yes. So we, we, we have to be able to understand that limited government, that our founding fathers designed it so that we can have checks and balances, legislative, executive, and judicial, where judicial branch doesn't make the law, okay? They give their opinion of the law so that the congressional branch or the legislative branch can make the right law so that the executive branch can sign in and execute those laws. And right. so we, we have this balance, and only through the Republican Party have I learned mm-hmm. that there is still a desire to have these checks and balances as, as opposed to the all-out anarchy and, uh, my goodness, chaos that some would desire to have, especially what's going on now with our immigration system. Mm-hmm. Um, the the they're making it feel like we're trying to snatch babies out of their parents. Total, you know, total made-up lies. And see, the thing total about it, they goodness. know that they're lying, so it's not like they're mistaken. They're, there's a difference between a lie and a mistake. And I don't think you can find a single scripture in the Bible where Jesus says, my friend across the aisle is sorely mistaken. You know, he, no, he said, you're a liar. And your father is the father of lies. And when you speaketh a lie, you speaketh your own. That's that's Jesus talking. So why is it that uh, Republicans have such a very, very difficult time seeing people that they uh, people who observe these things carefully know that the Democrats are lying? But they continually refer to them as my friend across the aisle. They want to put up this facade of we are all friends but we're not all friends. It is amazing that uh, the Bible says that when we uh, get the wisdom that we need from above, it can win a soul. To win a soul is wise. You have to be wise to win a soul. Um, the, the emotional impact that we see with the Democratic Party that they put on us as Republicans, that they put on the, on the community, is too much to bear. And because we have not learned how to respond, that's why I thank God for our president, President Trump, who he, he did the executive order not to prove that they were right. He did the executive order to prove how wrong Congress has been in not upgrading the laws of our land when it comes to legal immigration. Right. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and look, even the Muslim lady on the panel that you and if you're just joining us, folks, we have uh, Bishop Leon Benjamin, pastor of New Life Harvest Baptist Church. Uh, who was recently on uh, Fox News on a religion panel. And on that panel, uh, he was representing Protestants and evangelicals. uh, And also on the panel with him was a Catholic priest, a a female Muslim scholar, and a Jewish rabbi. And I must say, Brother Leon, you represented us quite well. I was very, very proud of you. 
wow, I felt the prayers of the saints, and it was a, it was a very tight spot to be in because people now are tending now. What I'm seeing is to use scripture to validate their actions. Yes, yes. Even Hillary Clinton was quoting scripture, which reminded me, brother, <laughs> that uh, when Jesus was tempted in the desert for forty days, Satan was quoting scripture at Jesus. <laughs> Absolutely. That's not why so, we use scripture. Yeah, I'm not impressed when Hillary Clinton or these Democrats quote scripture. You know, they're not because, you know, the plank, what Jesus referred to as to remove the plank from your own eye before you remove the, a, a plank and a speck. They're not even, you know, it's like a, a pebble to a boulder. And so what is the plank? That's, that's your heart, your intention. And so these people with these evil intentions, uh, this is this is no comparison to a person with a sincere uh, intention who wants the good of the person that you are offering a critique to, you know? Yeah, absolutely. It, it comes to the point where certain issues, and these are terms that even we should begin to learn, certain issues are, are, are nonpartisan. You know, there should be. There should be no division when it comes to protecting our borders. But right. yet we have made it a bipartisan issue. Yeah. Uh, there's certain issues that should be nonpartisan. It's just if you don't keep having a whole bunch of folks who don't want to speak your language, yeah. don't want to live by the I, laws of the land, I need you don't to, want to learn the Constitution. Bishop, to, 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 Bishop I need you to guard the phone. Uh, there's a wind blowing. Uh, okay. We're having a hard time hearing you. Just, yeah. Okay, okay. That's much better. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Now, let me ask you this, because when we talk about limiting government and versus the, what the Democrats say, anything that we don't want to give them free, where, you know, whether any of the hundred different things that Democrats use to want to purchase people's votes, if, if we succeed in limiting these things, you know, I just attended a, a prayer breakfast this morning at uh, before coming here at First Union Baptist Church, and they talked about men answering the call and being a tall man, being a man who's been called. So what would these men in the community, not just men, but what would the community have to do to step up if we succeed in putting government back in its proper place God in his place and the family in its place. What type of transitions do we have to look forward to? Well, what we're looking forward to is, is a community that can come together in spite of our differences. Uh, th th it, it, it's, it's talking about wisdom. Um, the wisdom that comes from, a, of a, of, from above is not partial or serves partiality. It, it is complete. It is wholesome. And uh, what we need to do as a community to understand this is that God put us here in this city, in the city of Richmond, to work together, not to fight each other, um, to, to come together and to even reason with one another. That's what the Scripture talks about. Come, let us reason together. Though your sins be as scarlet, uh, I, I will make them white as snow. Though they be as crimson, I will make them white as snow. And ultimately, it is sin that separates us first mm -hmm. from God but also for one another. So what we have to look forward to is a community, um, and I know this sounds crazy, but we got to start praying as a city. We have to start coming together um, to say that in spite of our differences, white, black, red, brown, it doesn't matter, that we must begin to acknowledge that we have a purpose here, which is to first and foremost acknowledge God, 
and then to protect to, to protect what God has given us, which is all the resources, everything we ever need to prosper in this city. And then ultimately, of course, in the whole wide world, in the land. But when we start to realize, okay, we got to come together. And the persons or people or groups that can do that are the ones who will ultimately be called heroes. Um, sometimes, you know, we didn't recognize Martin Luther King was a hero until after he died. But I'm yeah, hoping. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. You, you got that right. A whole, yeah, a lot of folks living. let him carry the load, carry more than his fair share of the load. A lot of folks did. Yes, yeah. you're right. And look, even today, the, his legacy, many, many, many people do not live out the legacy of Dr. King, who did not ask for special treatment. He asked for equal treatment. Okay? Right. And so, right. yeah, ooh, Lord, don't get me started on that one. Listen, brother, I've got, can you hold on for just a few more minutes? Because I would like to talk a little bit about the border issue uh, in our last uh, few minutes of the program. Okay. You have absolutely. a few more minutes? Yes, go ahead. Oh, absolutely. God bless you. Thank you so much. Well, all right, folks, we're going to take our final break of the day. I want you guys out there to listen to this because your friendly neighborhood hatchet man cannot stand behind this microphone uh, at no cost. Uh, freedom is not free. And, uh, you know, we, we have uh, all the uh, greats of history. There was a cost uh, to everything that they did, and many of them gave the last full measure uh, which is that, that they gave their lives, okay? And so we're just asking you to stand with us, stand with me as a watchman on the wall, uh, give this a listen, and then go to our website. Uh, on every page of that website, there's a great big red uh, donate button. Uh, we would greatly, greatly appreciate you helping to enable me to stand here and deliver this word to you. We'll be right back. A man and his microphone, Brother Craig. Listen as your day unfolds, challenge what the future holds. Try and keep your head up to the sky. Lovers, they may cause you tears. Go ahead, release your fears. Stand up and be counted. Don't be ashamed to cry. You gotta be, you gotta be bad. Hello, Virginia. Brother Craig here with a little message about giving out of the abundance that God has blessed you with. If this great nation is going to be saved, then we in the Christian Conservative Constitutional Coalition have to be in the vanguard. There are so many brave and God-fearing groups and individuals engaged in the battle of this rendezvous with destiny. There are social welfare groups like the Salvation Army at SalvationArmyUSA.org. Military groups like Special Operations Wounded Warriors at SOWWCharity.com. Christian groups like the Virginia Christian Alliance at VAChristian.org and SaltAndLightCouncil.org. And there's also churches and others, many, many very worthy groups out here doing the Lord's work. So we support not only our own group, TheFirstAmendmentInc.com, which keeps us on the air, but the main thing for you, the listener, is to give. Give somewhere, give generously, and give often. And give in the measure that God has given to you. Thank you, Virginia, and God bless you.
Welcome back to the program, America. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming back at you live here. Our final six or seven minutes of today's program. Uh, if you're just joining us, I have my good friend, uh, Bishop Leon Benjamin, pastor of New Life Harvest Baptist Church. Uh, before we finish up, I would like to share with you that there is a free movie tonight, uh, and it is at... Um, Life Church uh, on uh, Atley Road in Mechanicsville. It's at 415. The title of the movie is I Can Only Imagine. And uh, it's a beautiful, beautiful movie. Mrs. Hatchett and I saw it on its opening weekend. uh, And many of you have heard the song I Can Only Imagine. And uh, the movie is about a young man who's angry because his father was so mean and wicked. uh, And then he saw a conversion of this father becoming a believer and a follower of Jesus Christ and the miraculous change that occurred in the life of this man's father. Uh, and it inspired him to write this song. So it's a, it's a true story. And the movie, it's a, it's a single life. You don't have to be single. You can bring your, you can bring your spouse, but it's, uh, it's promoted by the singles movement at, um, Life uh, Life Church. And, and again, the address is 8378 Atlee Road. That's 8378 Atlee Road. And, and it's in the Life Church Auditorium. And it's at 4 o'clock uh, this evening, 4 o'clock. So uh, if you want something to do, a, a free movie, uh, head on out there and uh, take a few dollars anyway and drop a little something in the plate. I don't know if they're going to pass the plate, but hey, hey, freedom ain't free. Isn't that right, brother? That is correct. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't just try to promote people to donate to the First Amendment, Inc. to keep me on the air. You know, I'm trying to encourage people just to be givers. You know, there's so many people that have blessed our lives. I mean, look at the life Dr. Krauthammer led, uh, who just died a couple of days ago. Uh, I mean, we've all been so blessed by his efforts and sacrifices, you know. And so we, we all need to put our shoulder to the grindstone and do a little bit. Well, uh, definitely, Michelle, before we get off the call, I definitely want to encourage people to sow into your ministry, though, uh, Craig, because it's so important what you're doing. And so I'll be remiss to get off this, this airways and not uh, let people know how important what you're doing is well, I appreciate uh, to our community. That. So I, I pray that someone will. I'll go to your website and, and give like I, like I will as well. Oh, um, God bless you. I can't tell them to do that, and then I don't do it. But God bless you for, for all that you do. Yeah, yeah, and you, you're doing a lot yourself, brother. And, uh, you know, a lot of uh, events that I attend, you're right there. And uh, so now tell the folks about, uh, well, time is short. First, the um, – the, the, this this issue, the, the lies that are told to mislead people to think that there's some harm being done to children. And then uh, before we get off, I want you to give the date and time again of the, of the vote for uh, where people have the opportunity to vote for you uh, for unit chair in the city of Richmond. Yes. You know, first and foremost, um, our president, his first job and duty is to protect uh, the citizens of America. Um, that's not being put out there. You don't hear from uh, the fake news, CNN, uh, MSNBC. It, it makes it seem like we are these cruel, hard uh, 
uh, whore, uh, mongers uh, just wanting to be mean and to treat immigrants mean. This mm-hmm. nation takes on millions of immigrants, as a matter of fact, every single year. Yes. Uh, uh, we have the most compassionate, I think, <laughs> compassionate <laughs> immigration policy mm-hmm. than many other countries. But what's happening now, and thank, thank God that our administration understands that this is a very sensitive issue, that our president signed an executive order, even though that's not enough, because Congress must uh, pass uh, the law. They must make a law that ensures that our legal legal immigration system is where it needs to be so we can bring yes. on people so they can have a pathway to citizenship properly and not allow uh, some of these chain migration laws right. and some of these uh, Green, uh, these are green cards that have expired mm-hmm. uh, where people came temporarily to come here to work, but their cards expired and they and, just stayed. Uh, and they just stayed. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we, we have to look at all these things and it's up to Congress, not the yeah. president. It's up to Congress. So we are praying that they will come to, to the table mm-hmm. and put the laws, the proper laws in place. That will ensure not only that we continue to bring in immigrants, which this country is a nation of immigrants. Yes. Um, and, but but we also through the front have, door, not the back door. Through the front door, and that we can protect our citizens here, and especially those immigrants who are still waiting in line, brother. Right. Chris. They're right. still waiting in line to yeah. get their citizenship. Yeah. They've done all now, the things. They've learned the language. They've learned now, the constitution. Okay. Now we're at the end of the program. Tell folks uh, how to come to your event so they can vote for Monday. you. This Monday, six thirty. Get there at six o'clock. Okay. At the RPV one fifteen East Gray Street, Richmond, Virginia, right downtown, and that's this Monday, June twenty fifth. Vote for Leon Benjamin for Richmond Unit Chairman. Okay. Um, Thank you so much for joining. Thank you for joining. Thank you for sharing. God bless you, brother. All right, folks. And that's going to have to be the last word here. Man's World Radio. We're going to see you next week, folks. But tomorrow you can catch us. Uh, We're going to replay my interview with Jonathan Kahn, Messianic Rabbi Jonathan Kahn, 9 to 11, right here tomorrow morning. God bless you, America. Man made the boat for the water.